Hello and welcome to The Nourished Wrap, a podcast brought to you by The Balanced Nutritionist, a clinic based in Brisbane, Australia, specialising in personalised nutrition centred around real food. This podcast features clinical nutritionists, Katie King and Nicole Bentz, as well as special guests. Please remember that the ideas and concepts discussed in this podcast do not replace individualized medical advice. If you love the podcast, find The Balanced Nutritionist on Facebook and Instagram. For more info or to book an in-clinic or Skype consult, check out our website www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. For now, tune in and be inspired. Welcome to the Nourish Wrap, guys. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, this is Katie King here, and I'm joined by my new co-host, Nicole Bentz. Hi, guys. So, um, we are the two nutritionists at The Balanced Nutritionist, and we'll be looking after the podcast from this point forward. So, today, we actually wanted to talk about um, why we get results. It has nothing to do with food. Yeah. So, um, you know what, we're going to give you an absolute, like, complete doozy here and say that there's literally nothing that we do that's magic. Like, there's nothing we do or say or probably, well, there is definitely some stuff that we know, I reckon, that's pretty pretty special. (laughs) But there's nothing we typically do with our clients that you're not going to find on the internet. No. Or that another practitioner might be able to offer you. Yep. Exactly. Like... Literally, pretty much, it's the same sort of stuff. If you, if, seriously, if we get down to it, um, you know, it comes back to nutrition is not really that complicated. Not really, no. 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 Like, we have got to get some basics right, but it's the same basics that we've been drumming on about for a long time. Like, you know, one of the big ones, hydration. You know, you need to drink water. Like, that's something we talk about with our clients a lot. Yeah, and which most clients just generally aren't doing. Yep. Um, you know, we need to be eating fresh food. We need to be getting lots of fibre into our diets. Yeah, and just eating whole foods, real yep. foods. Yep. Stuff that's not in a packet. Yep. Um, you know, there might be some key supplements that need to be addressed for a, a period of time if there are some key nutritional deficiencies. Yeah, in those yep. circumstances, but yeah. So... Like, honestly, there's nothing new generally that you'll get from seeing a practitioner that perhaps you don't already know or that may not be, you know, it, it might already be available in a download somewhere or in an ebook or a free program that someone's put together or, you know, like... A blog or a book or... Yeah, exactly. Anyway. I mean, if you've got a condition and you Google nutrition for this condition or nutrition for energy or nutrition for sport, like... I mean, you'll probably get... Millions of hits. <laughs> yeah, and, and some of it might be a bit junky, but some of it might actually be good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So... So what's the key? Yeah, exactly. That, that is a million-dollar question, Nicole. So in, in all honesty, like, and it, it's taken... It's actually taken me probably my entire practitioner life up until this point to work this out. It has actually nothing to do with the food itself or the advice itself and everything to do with the fact that you are partnering with someone. Yeah, it's that one-on-one support you get when you partner with us. Yeah. And you know what? I think, like, one thing I always say um, 
you know, we always talk about in the clinic and I always think about this when I first see a client. I always think, okay, imagine they were your friend. And I don't mean that we shouldn't have boundaries with clients and that sort of thing. But what I mean is, you know, I think the most important thing is that people feel like they're being heard and that they're being cared about and that you're going to give them advice and help, you know, in a way that is applicable for them. Yeah, and I think that's an important point you just mentioned about that they're being heard. Like often people come to us and they just get to tell us their full story, their full health history, their their full story of what's gone on for them, which they haven't had the opportunity to do with other people before. Yeah, and that's why our first appointment's 75 minutes long. Yeah. But also, like, I think sometimes, you know, going back to what we said before about it's nothing new, Sometimes it can be so overwhelming for somebody because they're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, not, I'm not drinking enough, I'm not getting enough fiber, I'm not eating veggies, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I don't, I'm not getting enough protein. Where People, they don't know where on earth to start. And so it's like paralysis by analysis. Yeah. And so what Nicole and I do is like go, okay, well, you know, you know Rome wasn't built in a day. You're not going to have a perfect diet next week. And to be honest, you're probably never going to have a perfect diet because you're not going to have the time to have an absolutely bang on perfect diet. But and why would you want to? That would take the fun out of life anyway. Exactly. There would be no balance in life if you ate only kale for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that would just lead to nasty things. So, you know, it's really about, like Nicole said, meeting you where you're at and looking at, cool, okay, this is the most important change that you can make right now to make the biggest difference to your health, and then let's build on that. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. Those, it's those steps that we're building on each time that we meet with you. Yeah. And, you know, I think another thing that's really important when you're looking at making some big changes to your health and you're looking at big results is having some structure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And people really need help with structure these days. They've got so much else to think about. They've got kids, they've got babies, they've got grandchildren, they've got a 70-hour-a-week job, they're commuting three hours a day. Like They're like, how do I put this into a lifestyle that I can actually do? And there's all this confusion about which diet and which food is good or bad, or you know, so that just adds more stress over the top yep. of all that. So for some people, it might be like, Okay, well, realistically, you're probably not going to come home and cook a home-cooked meal every night. So perhaps we need to look at a few ready-made meals that you can throw in the freezer and here's five options that are good, you know. Or maybe it's, um, okay, well, in an ideal world, you'd have X, Y, Z for breakfast, but that's not going to happen because you don't have the time. Um, So, you know, let's look at the next best option that, you know, is realistically going to work for you long term. Yeah, and that's going to fit into your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, there's lots of different things that we could say to a client. But at the end of the day, you know, most people respond better when they walk out of somewhere and they've got a specific plan. Yeah. So instead of going, okay, you need to have more protein or you need to have this with your breakfast or something it's like okay well that's all good that's great advice but i already knew that how do i actually turn that in how do how how do i make that what what does that look like how do i implement that into my life how do i turn that into a healthy habit that i can use going forward exactly so like for example um you know a big thing might be um uh 
fiber. So we all know we need more fiber in our diets. That's pretty much like common knowledge. But a lot of people will get stuck with, yeah, but how do I do that? So What does that look like? Exactly. And and is that going to be really complicated? And what's good fiber, what's bad fiber? And that's, I guess... To measure it and count it and... Yes. And I guess that's kind of where we can we come in because it's like, yeah, cool, you need more, this is a solution. Yeah. And this is how you do it. And that solution might be different for every different client we see. Exactly. Because we're meeting the client where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that's like like part of being in partnership with someone when it comes to your nutrition and health is providing some accountability. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Sometimes the process of just showing up and knowing someone's going to ask you, hey, how'd you go this week? How's your food been? How are you feeling? Is motivating enough to go, you know what? I'm going to do it because I know she's going to check on me. Yeah, and it keeps you on track. And it's, look, it's not about us being, you know, telling you off if you don't do the right thing, but it is just having that someone that you're accountable to, which you're missing when you're just getting advice or downloading a pro- program offline. Exactly, yep. Um, and I think long-term, something that... I often say to my clients is, you know, if I've been working with them for three months or six months or something like that, I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. But you're not going to come, you're not going to show up and see me every two weeks now. So what's the process? What What's going to keep you on track? And sometimes I say to people, you know, maybe your husband or your wife or, you know, they can be your accountability partner or your friend, you know, and it's not about telling each other off. It's just about checking in and going every week or two, you know what? I'm starting to feel really tired and sluggish and it's because I've started drinking alcohol again every single night. Or, you know, I've been really lazy on a Sunday and I haven't been putting half an hour aside to throw together a decent lunch for the first couple of days of the week and I need to change that. So, or I've slipped back into my habits and not drinking enough water. Exactly. So, you know, accountability is, 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 you know, it works for everybody. Or it might even be, you know, a form of accountability might long-term be... Joining a club, like joining a running club or joining a gym or, you know, joining a yoga class or something where you're around a community of like-minded people that you're, you know, you're showing up and you're in a healthy environment and that's a way of being accountable and staying healthy long-term as well in a yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So it's important not just short-term but also long-term. You know, and there's lots of other ways that we help clients to I guess stay accountable like sometimes we have you know very specific programs sometimes it might be asking people to keep a food diary sometimes it might be a little checklist or something with just some basic things we want them to do every single day because we know that if we if they do those things they're going to feel better yeah and like we talked about it's it's about what works best for each individual client exactly And the, the thing that the, the thing that happens, the magic that happens when you're in a partnership and you know you're making some positive changes is all of a sudden you hang around long enough and it's it's done in a way that's achievable that you start to see the benefits. Yeah, you get those results. Yeah. So you know you might start feeling more energetic and all of a sudden you know you don't have irritable bowel or um, you know you, you feel happier or more motivated or you start to release weight or whatever it might be but because you've had a partnership with someone and you've been accountable and you've had some structure um you know you've been able to put things into place and then the results show and once the results show well you're motivated to stick with it 
That's right. And and that's really where the magic is, is having that, that supportive one-on-one collaborative relationship or partnership um, to get those, to create those healthy habits and turn them into lifelong habits. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that Nicole and I have been talking about quite a bit lately is, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's one thing that's even more important than food in this whole conversation that is about food. And that is actually your mind. Your mindset, yeah. Yeah. Because unless you're, like, it is your mind that makes the decision about what food you're going to eat. And so, like, it all starts in the mind. And we're not psychologists or counsellors or anything like that, but I guess to an extent we do quite a bit of that sort of coaching and mind work and strategies for you know, helping people to want to make a better choice long-term, not to feel that they have to make a better choice long-term. Yeah, definitely. And it's all about that conscious choice, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, you know, stopping to consider the choices you're making before you just automatically make them on autopilot. Yes, and Nicole wrote a really good blog about this. It's on the website. Um, it was published in July, and it was, um, do you eat consciously or on autopilot? And it was exactly this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, some of the things that, you know, once we've sort of started seeing somebody getting really good results and they're making some habits and they're feeling good, that's when we often start to talk about, okay, well, let's look at this more from a mindfulness perspective. Some of the things we might talk about are things like, um, uh, I'll often say to clients, okay, forget about, um, you know, what you can and can't eat. Sometimes I'll say, why don't you just think about, Every meal that you choose or everything you choose to put in your mouth, stop and ask your qu- yourself this one question before you do it. Will that food make me feel good half an hour after I've eaten it? Yeah, that's a good one. And if the answer is yes, cool. Like, it's probably fine, you know? Nobody feels good after KFC, by the way. Yeah. Um, so that's one kind of example of how you can just, you know, it's just a simple strategy with your mind. You yeah, know? and... and- the mindset stuff comes into it as well when you think about when you're, you know, when you're feeling good in yourself and you, and um, you're making good choices. Then that has a flow-on effect that you want to make, you know, better choices and and eat healthier food if you're feeling good, you know. And also, once you've gotten to that baseline where you, you know, your food's better and you're feeling better, what happens is you become more mindful about what your body's doing and how you're feeling after you're eating that exactly so before you might have thought oh yeah no like i can eat three chocolate thick shakes and nothing happens whereas all of a sudden once you're eating better you realize oh my god when i eat this food i feel terrible yeah i can't believe how bad i used to feel all the time and i didn't notice and so you've kind of got this new normal and you've i guess you've cleared the cobwebs so all of a sudden you can be mindful because because you're actually in a place where you're acknowledging the symptoms of your body. You're, you know, you're able to recognize when you're hungry and when you're full and what foods make you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. And it's all just, it's just easier. Yeah. And you had a really good one the other day with a client, Nicole, what the knife and fork thing and chewing and... Yeah, well, um, we were just talking about, you know, chewing your food properly. And I must admit, this is not my strong point. <laughs> I, I, you know, I really have to focus myself on chewing my food properly. Um, but I heard something years ago that was like, you, you know, you got to remember you, your stomach doesn't have teeth. Your teeth are there for a reason. They're there to grind down your food. 
And a good way to make sure that you are chewing your food properly is to actually put your utensils, your knife and fork down in between each bite because mm-hmm. that gives you time to actually chew your food without just shoving the next mouthful in. Yep. Yeah. And if you do that, you know, you're probably going to, um, you know, you're not going to overeat because you're actually going to give your body the opportunity to go, yeah, okay, cool, I'm full now. Whereas if you wolf everything down in five minutes, your brain still hasn't really gone, oh, yeah, I'm full. No, and you're not getting the best nutritional benefit from your food either because you, your body has to work so hard to digest the, you know, the big chunks of food that you've thrown into it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think um, I was at this business seminar the other week and they were talking about um, a four-second decision and they were saying, you know what, like nothing good comes from procrastination. So if you want to do something, you've got four seconds to decide you're going to do it. So if you want to go make a real bold move, like do a Facebook Live or something crazy like that, you've got four Mm -hmm. seconds. Otherwise, you're going to talk yourself out of it. And I actually turned around and I thought, well, yeah, that's true in business, but it's actually true in health as well. Because you know what? When your um, alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning, if you wait more than four seconds, you'll convince yourself, no, I'm not going to go out for that walk or I'm not going to go do that class because it's early and it's cold and I want to go back to bed and I'm tired. Whereas if you just get up and do it, it's done. It's done, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's the same thing like, um, like we always encourage balance, but we also encourage conscious balance. So, um, for example, if you were going out with maybe a group of friends and you knew it was, you know, it usually gets a bit pissy and whatnot. And you went, you know, like you had a bit of conversation with yourself, you know, I actually, I just don't like feeling that way. But, you know, you've really got to make that decision very quickly. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out, but I'm just not going to drink. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and you uh, you give yourself three minutes to consider what are you going to do? Are you going to have that glass of wine or not? Because you know, once you start, you're not going to stop. Well, it's, you'll convince yourself. You'll convince yourself, no, it's all good, I'll just do it. So, like, there's lots of ways we can apply mindfulness in food. And at the end of the day, you know, once you've mastered that, it is a lot easier to make good decisions long term. Yeah, and the flip side of that is I also like to talk to clients about, you know, it is about balance. So if you really do want to indulge in something, you know, that you love and that's going to kind of nourish you at a an emotional or a soul level yes do it and enjoy it and don't feel guilty about it move on and then you know continue with your other healthy habits exactly yeah it's um it's like yeah like i always say to people you know like perfect health would be this straight line right but you're never going to always stay on the straight line you're always going to be like a little dog a little dog that sniffs off the path and you know oh they run into the bush for a little while and they find a distraction and then they come back and that's life you know you're going to go periods of time where there's a holiday or there's a you know string of birthdays yeah or there's just maybe morning tea at work or something and okay well that wasn't the best choice but the important thing is that you made that choice, you enjoyed it, okay, cool, it was just one meal, it was just one snack, you know, we all like that sort of thing, but then you've come back to it, and that's not the norm, it's not like, I'm going to have a Tim Tam, and then I'm eating a packet of Tim Dabs every day for the next month, you know, so always just come back to the path, it's all good. And then, so that really comes back to what we're kind of talking about today, is that accountability and having us on board, on your team, to help with your, you know, one-on-one support. Yeah. So basically that's, um, I guess that probably sums up essentially, you know, I guess really how we work with clients um, in the clinic. And I I really honestly would say that 
it's actually not about the advice that people get, but it's about the way the advice is delivered um, more than anything. And that's really that's really the key to why we get results. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I just wanted to close off by saying that our overall goal with every single client that comes through the door, my, well, our overall goal is always that, okay, we will get them to a place where they feel good and happy and healthy, whatever that might be. For them, yep. And then they have the tools. They know when they walk out of here for the last time, they're like, no, cool, I can do this. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm confident. I've, I'm not feeling restricted. I'm not scared. Because at the end of the day, we want that to be it. We don't want them tapping on some other nutritionist store in a year's time because all of a sudden, oh, they, you know, I didn't really learn anything. I just did what I was told for two months or whatever. So that's always a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And there might be, you know, there might be six monthly um, check-ins or yeah. whatever after that. But yeah. yeah that and that's was, fine. Yeah. All right, guys, so um, hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight into why we get results and the fact that it has actually got nothing to do with food because you can Google everything to do with food these days anyway. Um, so thanks for joining Nicole and I on The Nourished Wrap. Um, don't forget to follow us over on Facebook, Instagram. Um, check out our blogs and we'll be back with the conversation at a later date.